sauce you need to get out? No, I'm good. Okay, good. <laughs> Hello. Hello. It's Josh. And Kamala. And this is what we're into. Yahoo! Uh, brand new episode, new episode, new year! Woo! We're not going to call this season three yet. We no. haven't We haven't decided where the seasons start or end yet. Not so. sure. Not sure. Uh, but this is a date night podcast where to... 30-something-year-olds sit down and talk about things that they like. Um, This is not a uh, history podcast, not a pop culture history or anything like that. We are just what we're calling an enthusiast podcast. We are just talking about things we like and why we like them and how we spend our very limited free time. Uh, If you were hoping for, like, the history of whatever it is we're talking about, there's other podcasts out there. That's not this. This is just a happy, fun discussion about, about... why we like it. Things we fill the void in the universe for ourselves. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, We're a little silly, sillier today because it's January 2nd when we're recording. We're still kind of readjusting and Kamala has an event tomorrow, so yes. she's not going to be here and I didn't want to talk about something myself because that'd be just <laughs> weird. <laughs> Um, a one-sided conversation. I mean, most of them are. I, just, I ramble and you don't stop me in time. <clears throat> okay. It also uh, helps that we are currently drinking a big old bottle of the finest sake. Gekekan? Gekekan? Uh, I mean, it's just like the default sake brand in our area. So It's very good. It's very good. Uh, but we are... Getting in the spirit of our topic, which, if you read the title of the episode, you know is... Miss Kabayashi's Dragon Maid. <laughs> I'm sure I can I, I'm sure I can find the, uh, the song. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, uh, oh, I should probably also apologize. I did an error in the final edit, and I didn't notice it until I listened to the episode uh, that just went up uh, recently. I'm not sure how I'm going to fix it. So this might not be, you know, this might not be relevant by the time you're hearing it. I might have gone back and and tried to fix it, like re-uploaded the episode or something. Uh, But I noticed in the last episode, I left a giant... uh, space of no noise when where we usually put in uh the musical stinger for whatever we're talking about oh, and because goofy boy. <laughs> I, in my defense camilla didn't give me the the times uh, okay. in which to add add the things and i forgot that we left the space since we were just talking about the podcast <laughs> yeah so i forgot that uh we left a space to just replay the intro music <laughs> Um, That's my fault. I'm sorry. No, I mean, jeez, I'm mm. sorry, love. No, it's it, it, no, it was it was definitely my fault. Just because I forgot to like. Uh, so when we we record, and then Kamala does the vocal edit, and then she sends it to me, and I do any of the musical edits. I I add the intro and the outro. I add uh, whatever 
advert that we have at the end, which, by the way, I, I am going to open up for uh, podcast advertising soon. So, you know, keep your eye on the websites and, you know, I'll, I'll, it'll tell you how to, like, send stuff and we'll decide how we're going to, Perfect. like, do cross-promotion. Oh, I love that. That's uh, yeah, podcast cross-promotion and stuff. And so uh, that'll be done soon. But basically, everything sent to me. Uh, I know, like, within the first 10 minutes, there's a place to put the music i just completely blanked no. so i know it sounds weird from the first listen but uh like hopefully i figured out a way to uh, uh re-upload that without like causing everybody's <laughs> uh ipod play or phones i you know what i mean yeah. to, to not tunes. yeah to not send you a notice being like they uploaded the same episode, and you're going to be like, what is going on? <laughs> they didn't upload an episode for an entire month, and then they uploaded the same one twice? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, that would happen. That it's would happen. It's <laughs> beginning of a new year. We're starting it out. New on a, year, new us. We're, new everything. We're, we're Try just, our best. I'm just saying we're starting at it on a very middling footing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Please stay with us. So, yeah, we're... We're trying to get back into the swing of it. It's a problem. You take a, a, a hiatus and you're like, how do how do I make how content? How podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, yes. Uh, so, Miss Kobayashi, Dragon Maid. Yeah. Kimala? Yes. 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 Uh, <laughs> what was your experience uh, before we started watching this show like what, what was your your uh, the, previous experience the first that? time i saw and heard about miss kabayashi's dragon maid i thought it was just going to be one of those silly shonens mm. with like big titty girls mm. and it's all about panty shots and stuff. oh it is yeah. <laughs> but, well there's some yeah. yeah but like i just thought it was gonna be more of a, one of those boy things yeah so it's like yeah i mean not, not that i don't get down with it it's just sometimes i'm just like ah, i don't think it's I'm too gratuitous it. it's too it's too much it's yeah. like yeah I, I like girls but sometimes it's like yeah so at first i was like i didn't give it a fair chance to be like ah, i should watch it because yeah. honestly i thought miss kabayashi I didn't understand the title, and for some reason my brain just went, oh, it's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I was at a... Well, we thought it was, was going to be a harem anime. Yeah, exactly. So I was at Odafest, I think it was two years ago, I feel like. Uh, Odafest being the Calgary local uh, anime convention. That's correct. We've mentioned it a few times, but always good to double... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Double credit there, just in case. So I was at Odafest. We all went out for dinner, and we were all sitting around chatting. And a bunch of the guys that I really hadn't gotten a chance to really mm. talk to were talking about anime. Duh, because we're a bunch of weebs. Mm. So we were all chatting, and they mentioned Miss Kabayashi's Dragon Maid, and they were telling me how amazing it was, and mm. how great, and all this other stuff. And I was just like, all right. You know what? If they're saying it, that it's not as bad as I think, and it's not You exactly convinced like, me. Yeah, you convinced me. So, yeah, yeah. I talked to you about it, and then I have a membership with Crunchyroll, and yeah. We checked it out and found out that we actually really liked it. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about the uh, concerns we had with it and how it's like... It had some problematic elements and stuff to it and, like, why we shied away from it in the first place when we are like, talking about the actual show. Um, but, I mean, it's one of those things that you got to take with a grain of salt because it's, like, telling you a very specific story with, yeah. like, these very specific set of uh, conditions around yes. it. And that, like, it 
it like from the outside it's like yeah this is all just a fan service it's yeah. like we just found a reason to get uh four big titty girls on the screen at once and yeah. that's the show i mean to an extent yeah but it really surprised us because yeah, it, it, it really ended up did. being a pretty deep interesting well, it turned out to be really sweet. It's a very sweet show, too. It turned out to be actually really sweet, because you had the same concern. So, my experience was actually leading off of the heels of uh, Camelot, because we actually both heard of the show around the same time. Um, I didn't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> um, uh, I was actually uh, on Tumblr or Twitter or something, and I kept seeing... Uh, gifts and scre- screen grabs and screenshots and stuff of it and I was like that's a very interesting concept like it was the opening sequence in the first episode where uh, the uh, titular Miss Kobayashi and the titular uh, Dragon Maid first like interact in the show was Kobayashi opens her front door and it's a dragon <laughs> peering in and it's just like right and it, it, her entire hair blows back and she's just like uh, silence piecing it together it's like dragon front porch I'm dreaming and yeah. like that was the whole like scene that I, I saw I think by the time I actually decided to you know, try to figure out what it was. Uh, there was a uh, short clip, like, with audio and everything that I could go in and check out. And I'm just like, okay, that's interesting. Uh-huh. I can see this getting, like, gross male gazy really quick. So yep. maybe I just won't, won't uh, like, it's, it's cute. It's cute art style. I really like it. It's a fun idea, but... I don't know that I'm going to have any interest in it. And then we were flipping through Crunchyroll and, yeah, Kamala said, hey, should we try it? And I'm like, eh, okay, but as soon as it gets gross, we're turning it off. Yeah, like and anything then, that we watch. And then we watched, like, two episodes. It didn't get super gross, and by then we were, like, we were in it, and we are like, all right, all right, we'll give it a fair And then it kept getting sweeter it got, it and gets, more wonderful, <clears throat> and then it just ended, and then I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, there's this, there's the one super kind of gross, problematic, inappropriate thing, and we'll talk about that, because, yeah. I mean, we're going to you know present this uh objectively because we know we like it but if you decide to go into it you kind of need to know what you're gonna have what to you're expect, getting yourself into just so that you don't feel uncomfortable in in a way that you're not prepared for so. exactly uh so should we get into it yeah do you uh, want to read the plot yeah i will read the wikia uh all right <clears throat> So, uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, uh, or Kobayashi-sanchi no Medoregon, 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 is a Japanese manga series, uh, it, uh, began with serialization in Futabasha's monthly action magazine in 2013, so it is still... I mean, I was about to say, still pretty new. That was 17 years ago. Uh, shut your or, mouth. Or uh, seven years ago, rather. It's just, <laughs> shut uh, your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
got uh, licensed for America by Seven Seas Entertainment and has two spin-off manga. Um, so, uh, as of, uh, April, between January and April, April 2017, uh, the 14 episode 14. series, uh, well, released, well, 13, technically 13, with 13 an OVA plus an OVA, uh, and a second, uh, anime season has been greenlit, but no information has come out about it, so, so wonderful. who fucking knows, I mean, I, uh, to be fair, that was two years ago. Yeah, right? that's, true, like, that's true. That's like, true. That's true. You still have to either do the art, or the or it has to be subbed and dubbed and all that stuff to be able to be over here for us to watch. Yeah. So and somebody's I mean, got to have the license for it. So Crunchyroll, if they don't jump on it, or probably going to be sitting on like another year at least. So. Yeah. Because somebody's got to pay the the people to do all the translating or yeah. even create it in the first place. Yeah. Right? I mean, if it was greenlit in twenty seventeen. You know, they've had uh, three years so far. Well, no, the first series aired in 2017. I believe it got uh, greenlit for another one last year Mm. in 2019 because we were talking about that. Yeah. Uh, So, like, it's probably going to be at least another year before the next season comes out. But there's hope. Uh, (laughs) Who knows? Um, So uh, the plot is that a office worker... Uh, Kobayashi gets ready to work. She is greeted by a large dragon right outside her front door. What I described <laughs> in, in the uh, little um, video clip that I saw, which kind of sold me on the concept. Uh, the dragon immediately transforms into a human girl in a maid outfit and introduces herself as Toru. Uh, it turns out that during a drunken excursion into the mountains the night before, Kobayashi had encountered the dragon who claims to have come from another world. Subsequently, Kobayashi had removed a holy sword from Toru's back, which is an incredible sequence because she she was warned that touching a holy uh, or God's sword uh, would cause her to explode. And then her like sheer force of will and disbelief in deities protected her from getting smoked. (laughs) It was fucking great. Um, Uh, so removes the holy sword, uh, earning Kobayashi Toru's gratitude, uh, and with Toru having no place to stay, Kobayashi offers the dragon to come stay at her home and become her personal maid. They should put drunkenly. Drunkenly, Drunkenly. Um, and then the rest of the plot is subsequently just Kobayashi trying to lead a normal life, whereas Toru's near present attracting other monsters and just strangeness to enter Kobayashi's life. Kobayashi's just like completely disaffected and just over the whole fucking yeah. thing, which is But also, also it feels great. weird to, to Kobayashi because Kobayashi's always been living alone for so long that having Taru there and living with her and staying with her and being so affectionate as well as willing to do so much. Yeah, just going like beyond. Just beyond. This. And plus, Miss Kobayashi has a fetish for maids. Like Kobayashi, okay. I don't know that it's a like a sexual fetish, but more But as, it's a hardcore knowledge because Miss Kobayashi has like a calendar of maids, yeah. books on maids. She knows I mean, a lot of stuff super about maids. Sp- super specific very niche interest. Interesting. And I mean, Super niche. Like, how many, has, 
We, Every, we have a podcast about niche interests. It's true. It's like, it's, the, it's, a, it's a strange, I wouldn't say weird, it's just a strange niche to have. Like, to the point where there's so much knowledge of knowing, like, I don't even think they've like told Like, the us, history. Why did, they, did have they even mentioned why Miss Kamiyoshi is so She just likes them. Okay. It's, it's just something that she likes. And it is at liked. this point, I would like to mention that Kamala has recently started a mineral collection where she goes and buys so fun gemstones. That's not weird. No? That's very common. Oh, it's super, super normal. I mean, I started my rock collection when I was like five. Uh, yeah, that's true. Playing on the playground. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty rock in the gravel. <laughs> Come on! I mean, I also I used to can't... bring rocks home all the time from school. <laughs> I I can't even really uh, say anything about that either because I mean, all of my niche interests are basically what I do for uh, the Scudsworth site. Like, so... I, I draw comics, I produce videos, we make this podcast <laughs> together. Like, but that is becoming a very mainstream thing because it's all computer stuff. Yeah. But just like a encyclopedic knowledge of maids. It's very niche. It's but very it's, niche. it's no weirder than somebody just being like really into trains. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Don't don't kink shame. I'm not Kobayashi. kink shaming me. I love Miss Kobayashi. I'm kink shaming you for your rock collection. Oh, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, <laughs> they don't really explain why. Uh, it's just... It, it's just... It, it, I, I wouldn't say it's even really a fetish for, for her because it's never... It's never like displayed as such uh no. and she's like but she's very hardcore about she's it. hardcore but like she it's not fetishized in the whole cosplayer thing because no. that's like a long running bit yeah. how she doesn't like toru's maid outfit because it's just like a maid that's because cafe taru actually saw a bunch of cosplaying maids at outside, a maid cos- at a, at a, at she, a maid. she was flying over and saw them cafe. Yeah. and they were outside doing like promotions and she saw it and she just automatically just went oh okay and then that's what her outfit turned out to be yeah so i mean and the thing is is she hides her tail but she never hides her horns yeah so it's very strange so everyone always just assumes she's, she's just in constantly cosplay. in cosplay yeah. anyway so even though her tail's not there she's always in cosplay as just just a weird maid so i would i i i do want to uh nail down it is just a very special interest. It is. It doesn't seem to be a, some sort of That's like. True. It, Sexual it's a, desire. It, it's, it's a fascination of the history of the um, the made job and like social structure and like uh, That's true. Uh, historical she relevance and stuff. Because she does she, talk about it too. Well, she does. And she also meets a maid. Yeah, like a like current a, a, a working cur- maid. A professional maid at one of. Um, one of the other character went to visit the other girl and so forth yeah. and so on, right? So, and, they, yeah. and they talk about the historical relevance of maids, yeah. and then they just slam Toru for being <laughs> being a fake maid. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> Toru works so hard. I know. I love her. Uh, so let's uh, let's mention the. Well, we're we're not going to go in as deep. Uh, Camel and I were talking about this uh, before we started recording. We do sometimes get a little too like hard nose to the ground talk about like the various episodes and all the different characters and those sort of things and while we've never been like you know tried to go completely spoiler free because that's not possible possible for this sort of podcast we do want to try to cut back on the amount of spoilers that we give so 
we're really only going to talk in full about like our favorite episodes, maybe our favorite characters, and only really mention the characters like the the less important, less prevalent characters yeah. when it becomes important to exactly. So, so it gives you a chance to really just kind of firsthand see it and yeah. enjoy it for yourself. Um, we will still say spoiler warning. Still, if Always. this is something that you were waiting. Uh, waiting to go into and check out. You might want not not want to finish this episode today. Um, I mean, I, like I said, there is uh, one element of the show that I find pretty creepy and in poor taste. So if you're not, if you weren't a hundred percent had the same fears that we did, mm-hmm. like maybe keep listening. I mean, we're not going to spoil it in a way that you can't enjoy it anymore. But this, we will get to the context of what we think is creepy, and then you can make a judgment call. Of course. Um, so, uh, I do want to mention that uh, we have started picking up the uh, manga because yeah. we liked the series so much. They're the first two The first volumes. two. Uh, there are a total of nine of the main series for Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, and that's the one where we started. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the first book, uh, like first collected book, released in 2014. Uh, second one uh, was six months later, 2015. Nice. Uh, but then they started doing like a pretty, uh, pretty decent clip for the the remaining. Uh, they did also release two uh, spinoffs. Uh, the first spinoff, uh, they are the diaries of these other characters who we will talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, one being uh, Kana's daily life, mm. and the second one was Elma's office lady diary. I want to read that one. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so much fun. Uh, Canna's Daily Life, there were six issues released. And then for Elma's Office Lady Diary, there were only two. And that is actually the one that released the most recently. The sixth issue of Kana released in February of last year. And uh, Elma is also February 2019. Yeah. So, <clears throat> let's talk about the characters uh so give me uh give me a wiki rundown of taru taru is a female dragon of chaos faction yes because i guess there's different fractions they're divided into chaos and order i think i think so yeah uh, hers is chaos. Um, she comes from another world, which is a dragon realm, so kind of just like fantasy, mm. such as you would think. Just normal, everyday D&D fantasy. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. She uses magic to perform tasks, and um, she, she can repair damage. She can transform herself from dragon to human. Mm. Um Ms. Kabayashi saves her, usually retains... She has her horns, yeah. hides her tail. Mm. Um, there's a moment where she actually gets a chance to show herself, which is pretty wonderful. I like that episode. It's a really sweet episode. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's a good she, one. She, she gets to be, not be a full-on dragon, but gets to relax a little bit. Yeah. Uh, because they're in a venue where cosplaying is more Acceptable, yeah. yeah. Um, when she is in dragon mode, she can actually put up a barrier where she becomes invisible. So she can basically just fly around without, being seen, without being seen. Um, it happens quite a bit, but it's not to the point where it causes any damage. She's an absolute sweetheart. She really doesn't understand humans very well, but when she goes to the grocery market, like when she goes to the like little vendors and stuff, yeah. she 
is well known. Like they all know her name. They all think she's wonderful. They actually give her extra food and stuff like that for good deals or just whatever because she's just such a sweet girl. It is also played off though that it's not entirely just because people think she's sweet. It's also because she got big old titties. Well, yeah, the big old bitties on her. But at the the same time, people she buys from are just like, "Hey, hey, how about some extra fish?" Fillets. I toss in there as because I like it when you come around. Yeah. yeah. But still, it's kind of sweet that she has a, a relationship and a rapport and that she doesn't really like when... She doesn't like going to the main shopping district because it's too crowded. So she usually yeah. sticks to like the less crowded areas because she doesn't... It's not that she hates humans. It's just she's a dragon. She and thinks she that still thinks humans are... Beneath just her. beneath her yeah. and garbage people. <laughs> so the only person that she really loves and cares about and has a huge crush on is Miss Kobayashi. And that's pretty much, yeah, that sums up Taru in a thing. She's very eager to please Miss Kobayashi at all times so and be the best she can as a maid. Not even just having a crush on, but uh, since she was saved uh, from the, uh, the god's sword uh, by Kobayashi, she falls... Deeply, deeply in love with her. Yeah, she does. And that's um, what I'm saying. She, like, adores her. Like, she's, like, head over heels in love Just with. in love. Yeah. And that a running gag in the series involves uh, Kobayashi trying... Or, uh, sorry, rather, Toru trying to feed Kobayashi oh, her tail. pieces of her tail. Yeah, that's uh, quite funny. Which she can regenerate. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be, like... Uh, a sign of trust and love and affection yeah. and stuff eating each other's tails I don't know they didn't really explain uh, that no, in the show no but Miss and... Kobayashi's always like Taro what meat is this and Taro's just like mm. and she gets upset and Miss Kobayashi's just like no I am not eating this garbage because it looks awful like it looks rancid it's not a very pretty meat like cooked or not cooked it's just doesn't, it, it doesn't looks look it looks different it looks bad <laughs> um, they do make note of it in the first episode where it first becomes a thing that uh, it's a long and painstaking process to remove the poison from the dragon meat which I don't know what yeah, I don't know I don't know <laughs> which is interesting but at in the same scene uh, Kobayashi's like, I'm not eating this, obviously. And so, uh, Toru eats it, so self, like, auto-cannibalization thing. Yeah, it's weird. So she eats this chunk of her tail, and then her tail just grows back a medium, just plops back down. <laughs> it's very funny. It was very funny. Do you want to do Kana? Uh, yeah, I will do Kana. Uh, so Kana, uh, is Toru's friend from the Dragon, uh, realm, who was exiled from her world for uh, pulling too many pranks on other dragons. So exactly like uh, how, you know how in Star Wars Episode One, Jar Jar Bink gets banished for being clumsy? Yeah. Kind of like that. <laughs> kind of like that. Um, but kind of sweet. Kind of sweet. Uh, she is, while she is much older than she appears, you know, okay. This is one of the creepy weird things because the people watching it are gross. But mm-hmm. Kana is like a thousand years old or whatever. But because dragons age differently when she turns into her human form, she is like an eight-year-old child is what she resembles. Um, I think she's a doll baby, but, I, she I, is but people are gross. People are gross and that's the problem. And that was one of those things, one of the things that 
like almost it that, eats me out that, when that, I first yeah, started yeah, seeing it, stuff. It, it was it was a little rough because it was definitely one of those squicky like Ooh, how is this going to go down? If if there's this very specific population of anime watchers who are being way too forward with their interest in this five-year-old character, and then they justify it by being like, well, she's actually like a thousand, so it's not gross. That's when you got to draw a line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's also... I know that um, one of our favorite YouTubers, uh, uh, Pros ZD, yeah. uh, someone uh, from like various projects, most notably from also Crunchyroll's um, Anime Crimes Division, uh, he did a short skit about that whole like you can't pin down people's ages in anime and that was pretty much this yeah the whole like i'm just a woo baby and he's like i don't know you're like zero then you're tiny and it's i'm a thousand he's like no Uh, that's that is exactly where we came in on this and we're like no (laughs) so uh she's very young by dragon sanders as well um that is kind of where this whole thing comes down to she is the equivalent of a uh, primary school uh, child, but again, because dragons learn and progress at different rates, she's well. I mean, I would also put her at like grade one at the. I would, school. yeah, as tiny as she is, and as tiny as our friend. Oh is, wait, right? no, don't. There is a. I mean, it's anime, so there's of course a, a sports episode. Yeah. Uh, wasn't she a third year? Maybe. Yeah, isn't that the class that she was in? She's in class. Uh, Possibly. 3A or something like that. It's a translation yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a definitely... A, uh, anyway, she's just a tiny baby. She's just a baby, and we just want to raise her. Yeah. Um, so she grows uh, more and more attached to Toru, but also, like, becoming more uh, attached to Kobayashi and yeah. seeing Kobayashi as a mother character. Um when she is first introduced, she assumes that Kobayashi seduced Toru into staying uh, with her and wanted uh, Toru to return to their original world with her. Um, it's very, very funny. The whole, like, I had to go onto Urban Dictionary to, like, get definitions for some of the things they were saying in the comic, because the, uh... <laughs> That's funny. The, uh... First encounter when she's like, you seduced Toru, and no, you, she won't come back home, and blah, blah, blah. Um, in the manga, scene folds, uh, unfolds the same way, but with, like, some different added, and I'm, I wasn't understanding what uh, I was reading. But in the manga... She's she basically calls Kobayashi a cuck. <laughs> and, uh, I love that. It's so it's, good because I can uh, see her saying that. Or or she not not calling her a cuck, but calling her a cuckold, as in she's cucking Kana away from Toru. So it's yeah. like it's very funny. <laughs> I had to I had to figure out the translation because I w- wasn't sure what I was reading and then I went to Urban Dictionary and it's like it's cuck. That's that's what it is. I'm like, well, this, tur- this turned way faster than I thought it was going to. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so, 
Uh, there's some other dragons. We'll only mention them in the context of our favorite show, uh, episodes. But yeah. uh, can you tell me about Kobayashi, the title character, please? Uh, let's see. Uh, a normal programmer, an office worker who suddenly finds herself living with a dragon after removing a divine sword in a drunken night. While typically static and kind heart, stoic, er, stoic and yeah. kind hearted, she can get wild when drunk and has a particular fascination fascination with maids. I, I would say fascination. Yeah. That sounds fair. She occasionally ma- mistake occasionally mistaken as a boy, but due to her lack of feminine features, particularly in her flat chest, um, her yeah. first name is unknown. I was gonna ask. I'm like, did we ever? Find no. out what her name is. No, everybody just calls her Kobayashi. Kobayashi. And I like Kobayashi. Oh, I'm going to cosplay her BT dubs. <laughs> I've already decided. I just have to get... I have to still order the wig and the tie, but I think She's I can... She's got the rest of... But I can pretty much get everything else, because it's yeah. just a dress shirt with dress pants. Mm-hmm. Like, that's pretty easy. I can find that. And this big Kali bottle Village. of sake, because she was walking around with a big green bottle of sake. Yeah, I plan on doing fun. that. So look forward to that this year, too. I would like to do a photo shoot. I just just need some dragons calling out some cosplayers who would like to do a group cosplay would be awesome yeah um which reminds <laughs> me i shall talk about this a lot more when you do your cosplay episode because yeah, uh, you're gonna do doing another girl sure. night soon <clears throat> all right um let's just jump right into our favorite episodes okay um so it, in this uh we will this will be the most spoiler-filled part, I imagine. Uh, so, uh, once again, if you're not wanting to be spoiled, this is where you should stop off. But I actually will shout out just one more character uh, oh, so yeah. that in case, like, at this point, if this is where you stop listening and you got to make a decision if you want to watch it, this is the part that's the creepiest. I mean, yes. the Kana stuff is, was weird. And, I mean, the fandom around that very specific kind of yeah uh they're the ones that are super gross but <laughs> because of the nature of this and the slice of life and all this stuff and all these other elements of it so uh all the dragons that we meet all the female dragons are super busty and the most busty one is lakoa lakoa yeah uh, which probably most of you have seen you, in you've probably seen and... she's blonde she's got big old bitties and just wearing very tight tight uh, tank top with short cut off jeans yeah. that's that's the cosplay you've seen yeah um she uh is accidentally summoned uh to a sorcerer's house the sorcerer is also like a 12 year old boy his name is shota and if you know anything about like the culture it's yeah it, it's as transparent as it sounds it is literally a small boy, and when he thinks Lukoa's a demon, he's trying to banish her, and she's just like, well, you summoned me, so I have to do something. I'll give you gold or power, and he's like, I'm a sorcerer, and my dad is an alchemist. He makes all the gold that he wants, and I'm learning to gain power now. And so she's like, okay, well, I'll, I will provide you with my body then. And yeah. every other scene is basically this fully grown, very well-endowed woman trying to fuck this small boy. And in a way, yeah. It's kind of gross. It's it's not even in a way. That is, that is the context. Yeah, it's not it's great. It's not great. So if that icks you out or if you have some sort of related trauma to it i understand 
we're not recommending this like without caveat. You have to make these decisions yourself. Yeah. I just felt like this would be the place that I should provide the warning if that's one of those things that and, is going and to And the dragon herself off. isn't a bad person. It's just, it's all out of context because all the dragons see humans as... Wanting power, wanting money, power, or money, sex. and yeah. because she doesn't understand age either, yeah. where it's like this is a small child. That's not what we do with small children. It's a different thing because there are moments where she's a little more lewd than she should, and she gets in trouble for it. Like and that's it's very her, funny. That's her character. That's she's just her character. Lewd but stuff. she actually is very wise, and she actually is fairly decent. It's just there's a misunderstanding because, like, she literally says in the episode. I was bored. I heard someone summoning. I popped in to see who was summoning. Yeah. There's the young boy. He doesn't believe that I'm a de- not a demon. He doesn't believe I'm a dragon either. But so I now he thinks to... she's a she's a succubus. Su- a succubus, yeah. And that's that's yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if if that won't bother you when you get the full context and like you can we got through it we watched it twice. It it still makes me icky. Yeah, uh, especially when they're being like super. Obvious, obvious about it it's it, i mean it's 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 problematic and that's all i can really say about it and some animes and, are i mean i mean you just have to take them as for what they are well when i say that you know they couldn't be more obvious his name yeah. is shota that yeah. is the male version of lolly yeah there you yeah, go so <laughs> yeah anyways uh let's talk about the episode so once again if you don't want to hear spoilers skip to the end we usually wrap up about five minutes before the end of the episode yeah what is your favorite episode? Uh, well, one of my first ones is episode seven. Mm-hmm. It's called the Summer's Staples fan service episode. Frankly, translation or what, transcription? Trans- oh, uh, sorry. It's um, <laughs> so transcription is uh, just who oh. wrote it. Uh, so I think that, the sake hit me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the best thing about these episodes is that they have. The normal episode title, and then they have in uh, parentheses uh, just like a snide comment about like they're being overly aware of they're oh, just doing a, they're doing jokes. It's yeah. all jokes. So it's the beach episode. It's yeah. a very niche thing in anime, and it says Kabayashi and the others take a trip to the beach, where Taro asks Kabayashi about her family while worrying about her own. Later, as Miss Kabayashi Taro called over to help. Uh, Makoto sell his Dadinchi and the at the comic basically the comic con uh, comic cat comic cat they discover that many of the cosplayers attending the event are actually magical creatures from Taru's world using the opportunity begin surrounded by cosplayers to enjoy being in their real forms without a t- Attracting. attracting unwanted te- uh, attention. So basically, just like we said, there's a moment where she gets to just let her tail out, and it's not a big and deal because these and really beautiful cool, wings, right? They look like bat wings, yeah. but they're just they're really just scaled down dragon wings, and I really like. Yeah, that and I so I like the beach episode because beach episodes are fun. There's mm-hmm. always some kind of problematic thing, and always of you know those. Things that always happen every time. There's mm. usually a watermelon smash. Somebody always does something silly. There's just all these great things that happen with a trope like that. And it's just fun to see the characters having this relationship that they could do a fun, basically, family trip after knowing all these other dragons and getting to know everybody that they're they're just like, this is my family now. Yeah. This is who I like to hang out with. This is who I want to be with. And they just go and have fun. And then, of course, the Kamiket being something that's really amazing, especially in Japan, like... 
Comic expos Comic are, expos are nothing compared to what you have. Every comic expo in Japan ends up looking like Comic-Con in San Diego. Yeah, like it's amazing. It's busy. awesome. Yeah. So this one was in particular selling dodinchis, which is like... Uh, their own artwork. Yeah, they're like, called slim books. Uh, self-published. Uh, usually, they're doing like fan stories from properties that already exist. Kind of like fan fiction. Yeah, but in manga form. Yeah, right. Um, so it's super fun because you get to see another dragon, Far uh, Fafnir. Fafnir, who is super wonderful. I do enjoy his character because he's one of the darker dragons, and he literally hates humans to no end. Like his solution to everything is just kill them all <laughs> protect your treasure kill them and it's wonderful and um yeah he's pretty great and you get to just see uh, makoto who is miss kabayashi's um co-worker who is like a really close friend to her they usually go out for drinks and stuff like that and Fafnir actually lives with him so that's really cool yeah but yeah I they're really, both giant they're, they're also so weeps. Weeps. They're so good. <laughs> i mean they, they are japanese but they're uh otaku otaku they're, they're that's obsessive the, types yeah so. they're very obsessive and they really like playing video games and they stay up all night and they just they really love hanging out with each other so it's kind of cool to see relationships built mm. as well as the episode itself just letting like having miss kabayashi letting taro knew that it's okay to just go ahead it's yeah. fine just let yourself be free like just if don't you, draw attention yeah just don't draw attention to yourself because you know that's not good but just be just relax right it's yeah. okay you're in a place that it's okay and it's kind of cool to see in a sense other creatures out and about because you think ah it's just a cosplayer when really that's the actual creature themselves so it's kind of cool very interesting concept. it's, it's yeah. fun to, to think that you know when you go to a, co- a convention in a sense that there could be people hanging out that are that just are being themselves monsters. but because cosplay is so accepted and everything and because it's so normal in a convention environment that it just it's just like really cool you're just like hey can i take your picture and they're like yeah of course and then you don't realize that they just go home looking like that right so it's <laughs> it, i i end up feeling this way a lot of times as a comic book uh artist and author myself um that is one of those concepts that seems so obvious now that i'm like fuck i should have thought that one yeah, right? so good <laughs> all right what's your next what's yours uh, episode four. This is the one that really sold us uh, on it. Yes. Uh, so after the introduction of Kana, uh, yep. that was episode two. Uh, episode four is Kana goes to school, bracket open, not that she needs to, bracket closed. <laughs> um, so uh, Kana is at this point living with Kobayashi and Taru uh, and... They are bonding in a way where it's a parental unit and the child. So yeah. while the romance thing is like entirely one-sided, Toru loves Kobayashi. Kobayashi is disinterested. I have a theory that she's uh, probably asexual. Um, I'm toying with this idea of Kobayashi like just being straight up like trans woman. And that's why she's always so self-conscious about how she's not feminine. That's possible. But I mean... I, I, that's probably a stretch. I, I think that the whole, like, she's 
uh, asexual. She's probably asexual for sure. Because she doesn't like she doesn't look at any of the male characters. She yeah, shows no her. interest. Has no interest in that, but also has no interest. So like, yeah, she's probably just ace. Yeah. Um. So now we've got like the family unit, unit, and Kana as their daughter. Yeah, I love it. So Kana uh, stares long- longingly at passing students. Kobayashi and Toru make arrangements for her to go to school. Uh, including going to buy her some school supplies. It's so much fun. Um, this is all that I want to talk about. The other side of things is her first day of school where uh, Toru uh, is looking after her and Toru is just like bored, sitting in a tree watching these... In dragon mode, yeah. by the way. Um, and uh, then later there's... Uh, a game of dodgeball where they just destroy the park and Makoa <laughs> yeah. is there as well and she has to go and erase every witness's minds <laughs> so that they don't realize that something supernatural happened. I mean, it was also good. It was very funny and we find out that the dragon dodgeball uh, is something that happens weekly now because all these dragons need to be able to let loose and the only people that can really let loose against uh, are the other dragons so that's (laughs) what they do now Um, but I want to go back to the first part which is Kana's first day of school and more importantly the shopping for school supplies because this is the part that makes us tear up I cry almost every time I watch it I cried when I read the fucking comic. It's just, it's dumb. It really is. But the sequence is basically that Kana is a dragon. She doesn't understand capitalism in the way that it affects the present Earth. But more importantly, she's also like six. Yeah, or whatever age she is. She doesn't really realize... That there is a limitation to Kobayashi's financial situation. So uh, they buy the uniform, they buy the backpack, uh, they buy uh, all the stationery and pens and pencils and whatever. And at the last place that they go to, uh, Kana sees a cute little keychain charm that she wants and she takes it off the rack and starts running up to Kobayashi to see if Kobayashi will buy it for her. Um, and before she reaches Kobayashi, she hears uh, Kobayashi say how expensive school supplies are and how she's going to be short uh, for a little while while she recuperates her funds after all this. And then uh, Kana returns the keychain and it's very sweet and heartbreaking, but it's resolved because after her first day, uh, Kobayashi treats her with this and it's like, you don't have to worry about my money. I'm an adult. You're the child here. Yeah. You know, you just have to tell me when there's something you want. Yeah. I'll buy it for you. And it's very sweet. It's heartwarming and heartbreaking. And that was what sold us that, like, as weird and gross as the series will get. It's really sweet. It's got sweet. a lot of heart. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like, we've watched it already twice now, and we really enjoy it. I watched it three times. Have you watched it already <laughs> yeah, three times? It wow, he's been watching it on, on his own. Uh, on my day off, I okay. just rewatched it again. Well, I think we're running out of time because we want to wrap up, so I think we will s- we won't do a second one. No, but we can genuinely we, say yeah. that it is a 
good recommendation. Like it is. I said, it's a fun episode. It's literally thirteen episodes with a fourteen episode OVA. There's it's an OVA. Really, it it's actually available. worth watching. Yeah. You just have to be aware of anime is one of those things that it's it's one it's cultural thing. Yeah. Two, if you're already into anime, so you've already watched probably stuff like this. Yeah. You just have to be aware of stuff. You just have to be <clears throat> knowledgeable of. Fan service and other things that happened with stuff, and you the know what? gross problematic stuff. Just you know, recognize it, and yeah. if you feel like you can't move past it, then you know, then turn it's it not off. for you. It's yeah. don't don't push yourself through something that if you're not comfortable because there's no point. We yeah. don't push ourselves. No, we've 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 straight abandoned. up just turned things off. We're just like, yeah, that's not for us. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, our recommendation, uh, Miss Kobayashi Dragon Maid. Yeah. Uh, I've read the two comics that we've picked up so far i can uh, i can recommend you can start with either uh the animation is pretty spot on for the comics they did condense a lot of it so you might benefit from starting with the anime uh because then you're not going to feel bad about you know the manga not following the anime or vice versa yeah can I tell you about something that our friends on the internet yeah. wanted to check out? Yeah, what do we got? So, uh, you posted earlier today on Twitter asking uh, people nice to early. give a shout out. Uh, this comes from Justin Storm, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Justin or Stormy or Jetpack. Or I love he it. says just about anything else. Um, <laughs> Uh, he, uh, I guess he found this podcast through, uh, my friend, our friend and constant contributor to, uh, Scudsworth.com, uh, our very own Ramos. Yes. Uh, as well as, uh, Star Pop, which was the, uh, video game stream that we were on recently. With uh, your sister, Kai. Yeah, with my sister. Oh, perfect. Yay! Uh, so apparently that's how he found us. Uh, awesome. But he says uh, people should check out... Uh, he says he's been spending a lot of time with his Nintendo Switch, uh, revisiting indies. Uh, he did want to mention uh, the video game Neon Abyss and Scourge Bringer, uh, both on PC and both in early access. Uh, and also maybe to check out The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Oh, fantastic. That's uh, awesome. But I don't think we need to tell people to check that out. No, it's Star Wars. People are going to yeah, check it out. Of course. Well, thank you so much for sending us a recommendation. That's yes. awesome. Thank you so much. What was uh, it? Stormy? It's Justin Storm. You can find him on Twitter. He is at Jetpacks Xmas. Awesome. Jet thank Pack you so much. Xmas. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Or I guess just search for Justin Storm. That's yeah. how he's listed on Twitter. Uh, so if you wanted to uh, get a shout out like that, then you can tweet at us on social media at Twitter. Uh, you can find Kamala at uh, which one? Nova, Twitter? Yeah. Uh, Nova Berries. Or you can get her on Instagram at Nova Berry Blue. And for myself, I'm at on Twitter at Scud and Instagram t.scudsworth. So t e h dot scudsworth. Uh, you can donate us some money uh, on, we have a Patreon, it's patreon.com slash T-E-H-S-C-U-D, it's patreon.com slash Tescud, and all of the stuff is on the scudsworth.com website, you can find the links to everything there if you didn't want to type things in manually, that is fine, I understand. Um, 
that uh, is all that is for us. Just make sure to like, uh, subscribe, share this with your friends, leave us a rating or a review. Yes. So there's a comment, tickle our balls. <laughs> Sean! <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Come I mean, on. I already referenced uh, uh already. That's, That's one of true. his bits. Like, subscribe, retweet, reblog, tickle my balls. You know? um, my goodness. Yeah. I'm just saying, what is a rating and review but an internet ball tickle? That's true. <laughs> um, Jesus. Also, thank you very much we're for all your rest. support. Yes. It's a new year. It is. Um, we're going to do our very best, like we said in our other episode, that we're going to try to stay as consistent as possible. And we're going to work very hard to continue to put out amazing content thanks to you, our listeners. Yes. And if we do need to change the format in which we release these, we mentioned in our last episode that we have been considering doing uh, it bi-weekly instead of weekly. We haven't made a decision on that, and it's really going to come down to what the rest of this new year looks like. Yeah. So uh, just check us out on scutsworth.com. Any major change to that will be posted there. So check that out. And like I said, when I do open up where I'm accepting advertisements for other podcasts, that's where it'll be. So if you have a podcast of your very own, uh, just keep looking at scutsworth.com. That's where that information will be. Yeah. Uh, and our very famous wrap-up yes. that we've been practicing and streamlining for fucking two years now. <laughs> You're gonna like what you want to like. However you want to like it. How much ever you want to like it. And if you don't like something, just get out of people's way. Yeah, don't be a jerk. And of course, <laughs> tickle our balls. <laughs> Bye, I love, I love you. you. Bye. This is Josh. I do a podcast with my friends June. Hello. And Haley. Hey. And we would like you to come listen to it. It is called Everything is the Worst, which everything is. And we talk about weird news articles that uh, we find on the internet from time to time. Uh, like June might come up with an article like... Um, there was that time the birds were stealing fish from the, uh, the local restaurant. Yeah, I, I enjoy weird bird articles for some reason. Or Haley might bring an article like... The uh, group of people that was a hope that were planning to raid Area 51. Or we might have a visit from the ever-terrifying Florida Man. So if you like hearing the weird stuff that happens in the world uh, and you're too lazy to look on the internet yourself, uh, come listen to Everything is the Worst. It is a podcast on the internet. You can find it at scudsworth.com. Uh, or on iTunes if you just search for Everything is the Worst, and uh, allow us to play you out. <laughs>